Hello, and welcome to another episode of Expressions of Podcast. We're on season two, episode 28, and we've, got a very <laughs> and we've got a very special guest with us today, Juan Rojas. Hi, uh, he is a Nikon ambassador, um, a Nikon shooter. Uh, he does mostly landscape photography, but he's starting into uh, weddings and uh, portraits and events uh, yep. as well. Um, and uh, we're really happy to have you today. Uh, how are you doing, Juan? Thank you guys for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. I was watching a few episodes right before we, I jumped on the chat. Oh, I hate oh, when they do that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really great. Oh, no, and I was watching the episode where... Uh, where the guy was talking about, or he does landscaping. Okay. And it just took me back because I was I did landscaping last year and I, I understood the troubles that he was talking about, the back pain, early morning, so. But anyways. But at I the same time, he loves it, right? It's, a, it's one of those creative passions that people don't think about and he loves doing it so much. I can imagine that landscaping would be a pretty zen job as long as you're physically oh, able yeah. to do it. No, as long as you do your I stretches, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I did it for four months, and those four months were were good because I had good people to work with. But the work was definitely difficult. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But um, but no, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Super excited to have you on. Um, but before we get into the rest of the conversation, I just wanted to say hi to Brian. How are you doing today? I'm better today. Woo! Fantastic. Yay! Yes. yes. <laughs> so for this entire two and a half years, I've been like scared of everything and saying no to going out and being as good and diligent as possible. And then all of a sudden I go to work one Friday and I have chills and I feel like crap. And I'm like, Aurora, I don't feel good. And I go out and I sit mm. in the hot car inside the car in 30 degree weather. And I'm still cold. And I'm like, all right, something's wrong. So on a steamy day. <sighs> finally got it. And my mother-in-law got it. And it was all because of me and I felt horrible, but thankfully we didn't get it badly. And good. Uh, because we had, we all had our shots. I've, Pretty sure that's why um, everything seemed to be okay. So yes, fantastic, good stuff. I've got it. It's over. I know the worst of it now, and uh, I'm going to start saying yes to things instead of saying no to things. Yes, it's like Yay. fuck that. You know, I'm tired of it. So I'm still going to wear a mask. I'm still going to be as safe as I possibly can because that's the the responsible thing to do for the other humans in the world and myself and my mother-in-law. Still, right? You want to be responsible and do everything right, but at the same time. You can't stop living, yeah. and that's pretty much where I was. And uh, so, if you anything, go living in fear for you know how oh, many yeah. years it stretches on, right? I it's thought you could. Not good for your health, mm -hmm. mental health. I thought you yeah. could, and I thought it would matter. But you know what? It's not just me that's in control of whether you, I get it. You know, it's just not me anymore. It's the it's a different world. But anyway, I'm happy. Everybody's happy, and it's great to see you guys this week. And one. I mean, we're outside of work right now, but it's always awesome to see you, man. Thank you so much for yes. being here. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, John, how are you doing today? Fantastic. I I had COVID too, actually, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> wow. COVID Cheers. Friends. Yeah. Cheers. Um, <laughs> I went to uh, Rage Against the Machine um, oh, a couple awesome. weeks back. I got a ticket from my like my boss just randomly, Sweet. and um, I went to go see that, and uh, narrowly missed COVID then because the guy that i was like meeting up with before the show happened to get covid i didn't and then i went to another show a day to remember uh at echo beach last saturday and then i got some uh some symptoms on uh wednesday and uh yeah i 
was feeling pretty shitty for like three or so days. But uh, and then I was saying before we started recording that I watched Cats, the movie from 2019 <laughs> when I had COVID and I was sort of drunk. So uh, that was <laughs> quite, quite the experience. Absolutely. Tim Burton-esque, the scariest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Don't ever do it. Why did they CGI fur onto people and Idris Elba? Why did it happen? Did you hear about the, uh, the Sonic movie and how they oh, have to remake the teeth? The they movie? changed everything. Yeah, it was yeah. absurd. What oh, are they, no. like? Honestly, they just, sorry. Quick aside, that movie, that Cats thing, tens of millions of dollars. Oh, Why? Why? Oh, I, okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, I had a, I had to say it. There was a moment, but I'm feeling a lot better now. See, I got a bit of an endearment to Cats because my brother and my mother saw Cats on Broadway when I was younger. I didn't see it. So the but show they came home with the the bill, you know, the book, yeah, the whole thing. And I had this image of Cats in my mind. I haven't. I don't think I've sat through the movie that you're talking about because, to be don't honest with it. you, I looked at something like that and I think I wouldn't like it. So. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. If you like the stage movie, show, you know? if you enjoy the show, the stage show, the musical, that's fine. Andrew Lloyd <laughs> Webber, fantastic. The movie will absolutely fuck that up for you forever. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of a similar boat as Brian. Like uh, when I was younger, um, like I'm talking like maybe like four or five. I had like a, you know, the little cassette tape soundtrack oh, nice. of Cats. Um, and I never saw, I never saw the play, but I knew all the songs from Cats. Um, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I would like dance around the house singing the song and uh, <laughs> the songs and stuff. I don't remember any of them now, but uh, uh, when I saw that movie was coming out and how freaky everything looked in the trailers, I'm just like, I'm staying away from that. It's going to ruin my memories as a child. <laughs> Please just keep doing yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter smart. absolutely exploded when that trailer came out. People were yeah. like, what the holy hell is <laughs> this? CGI for the sake of CGI. Well, thank you. Yeah, my my nightmares are forever uh, uh, taken a uh, taken up by 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 cat humans that have CGI'd fur. Anyway, you're never the same. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Let's just hope Dixie doesn't jump into the camera while we're doing the show tonight. I can hear you. Forever scared well, of cats. Can't do it. <laughs> well, uh, aside from this whole cats uh, fiasco, I'm super yeah, excited. Sorry, to sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Uh, it's good to laugh. It's good to laugh. Um, I'm super excited to get in the conversation uh, with Juan today. Um, so for anybody who maybe doesn't follow you, Juan, or doesn't know what you do, could you give us a brief description of what it is you do and um, maybe how yeah. you got into it? Okay. Okay, definitely. So I like to call myself an outdoor photographer. Um, recently, I did a, uh, a talk uh, through Nikon's uh, Facebook page. And I made it clear that I like to say I'm an outdoor photographer and not a landscape, not a wildlife photographer, because I, I cover a lot of fields. I cover everything from macro to landscapes to uh, whatever you can think that has to do with nature. I cover all of that. I don't like to limit myself. I like to just cover a wide range of different subjects. Um, so that's mainly what I focus on. I, I love going outdoors. I love going on hikes. Um, I think it was through that love of spending time outdoors that I just decided to bring my camera with me at all times and then just capture the fun moments that I would have with my friends, camping, hiking, the views that we would see. Um, so it was really that 
that's gotten me to where I am right now with my passion to photography. Um, but I can go back probably six, seven years ago when my dad picked up his first Nikon camera. That's why I've, I've been a Nikon fan my entire life because I grew up with the Nikon camera at home. My <laughs> this Brian, is for you. Pointing to I, don't, shirt. Yeah. I don't ever wear um, branded stuff. I, I don't really feel comfortable, but I love Nikon. Obviously, I'm a Nikon guy. And uh, yeah. so I, I wore my Nikon shirt. I was going to wear this on our photo walk. That didn't happen. I guess. I oh, I see. That. Well, I mean, to be fair, I've never used any other system. So I feel comfortable with what Nikon does and their cameras or equipment. And I feel like it gets a job done for me. So maybe later on, if I, if I see myself going into video or doing a certain type of need that might require me to, to look into other cameras, brands, then I can, I can look into that. It is about um, the tool. It's not about the brand. Absolutely. And we all, uh, I say we all, Aurora, <laughs> myself, uh, both photographers, uh, we absolutely preach that day in and day out, as you do as well, Juan, on the sales floor. When you're talking to somebody about photography in general, it's not about the tool. It's about how you use it and if it does the right job for you. So, yeah, definitely. Exactly. That's why I always ask, like, what's your purpose in, in photography or like what kind of field are you looking to get into? Because then we can talk about the brands later on. It's like, let me first understand what your needs are and then how we can fulfill them after. Um, but yeah, going back to the story with my dad. So he got, he had a D Nikon D40X, I think it was a very old camera. He's still trying to sell it nowadays for like 300 bucks. And I'm telling him like, there's no way you're going to get 300 bucks for that camera. Yeah. Um, but I, I started shooting with that. I would bring it to my parties with my friends. Um, I didn't call myself a photographer at that time. I would just shot whatever I could. And it was always an auto, you know, I, I wasn't really very technical. In, into cameras. I, I just want to like capture those moments with my friends and then look back at them later on and then just have good memories. Um, so he had the Nikon D40X. Um, after a few years, I realized that I really enjoyed the hobby of taking photos and going out with my friends. So I picked up a better camera, Nikon D5300, um, still a DSLR. And I used that camera for three, four years. Um, and that's really where my hobby started to pick up and I started to play around with the settings and see what the camera could do, what my passion was, where I saw that I enjoy taking photos the most. Um, so with my friends, we started going out a lot downtown. Uh, we love to capture street photos, uh, you know, foggy nights. We used to do a lot of rooftoping, which was fun, but thinking about it now, it was very dangerous. So yeah, I've seen those photos. Oh boy. Yes, <laughs> like, the thrill is fun, but then you like, and we actually got in trouble one time with the cops and they were like, do you think your parents would be, would be okay with that? And then it was like, yeah, that's true. So, it's, it's interesting when you, when somebody puts something to you that way. I remember one time my wife and I got in a bad fight and she looked at me, she goes, <clears throat> I'm supposed to be your best friend. And it almost freaking killed me. Right. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. If you feel like you're going to disappoint somebody that you really, really yeah. respect yeah that's when it starts to sink in that puts it like, into okay, perspective yeah time to change yeah. no and there was times where special occasions would come up and my friends and i would be like no instead of like spending time with family let's go out shoot downtown and climb a building climb ladders and this and that but it was it was fun at the time but looking back at it, it wasn't it wasn't the best you'll still do it you'll still do it <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> coming no, for the man like that it was even through <laughs> stuff like that where i really started to find out what i actually enjoyed to shoot um, who I wanted to hang out with, um, the camera gear that I wanted to bring on every shoot. Um, so we used to do a lot of that and then COVID hit 
and we started to go downtown and we realized that there wasn't the people that we were looking for you know the streets became very empty and i feel like just downtown kind of lost its magic i would say um so what we did is we ended up switching the city life to the nature life we started to do a lot more nature hikes uh just around the area here where i live in newmarket uh we would drive up hours to algonquin park during the fall to capture some shots there um and at that time i was still shooting all auto all the all the time my friends were very pro they they had instagram accounts with 10k 15k followers and that's where i saw myself i was like i gotta be there one day um but it was just because they were creating really good content and i it's, I guess it's not good to compare yourself to others, but it was through them that I learned um, about photography and and what it takes to go out and plan a hike, plan a shoot. Uh, we used to do a lot of astro stuff too. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much like my background. And nowadays I, I'm trying to, to branch out into wedding and portrait. Um, I feel like it's not good to feel comfortable. I don't like to feel comfortable. And I feel like with nature, I've done a lot of stuff that now I'm like ready to take a next step into other fields and explore that. Um, I love to connect with people and I feel like I've been able to do that through wedding and portraits. Um, because with nature, I guess it was all, I, like I, I enjoyed doing it solo and sometimes I would bring my friends, but I feel like I miss that connection of talking to people and uh, building friendships, building relationships. So I've been able to find that now through uh, wedding and portrait stuff. Awesome. Yeah, you can network a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. And one of the other things that I thought was really interesting about that is that you surrounded yourself with photographers who uh, kind of had a like mind to you who wanted to uh, go yeah, out there and create me. content. They inspired you. And yeah. that's amazing. And I feel like that's a, a huge part of, um, I guess, social media uh, these days, like collaborating with other people, and and in doing that, you learn so much. Um, yeah. There was a time, like you know, maybe like ten years ago, uh, where a lot of photographers and, and videographers and other content creators saw each other as like kind of like competition. Yeah. They would kind of more separate themselves and divide themselves. Um, but I really like this encouragement of just you know coming together, sharing ideas, and and um helping each other right um, yeah and it's so interesting you mentioned that because with my friend uh, mateo who i who i'm very close friends with now um he would tell me stories of how when he started shooting shooting downtown street photos everyone was very competitive and you would ask someone hey like what rooftop is that or what view is that and no one really wanted to share that because nah. it was like i'm the one that gets a shot and no one else can um, so he, I think that's also why he separated away from the street photography, and then we enjoyed to do a lot more, uh, more outdoor stuff. That's awesome. No, it's funny it's, in wildlife photography, it's a bit different. Um, people won't share their locations, but that's more for the health of the animal than the. That's true. Fair. Than than you know, not wanting people to know and and make it. I've made the really bad mistake of giving people a location once in a while, and uh, mm. you learn you learn that lesson pretty quick in wildlife photography. But I hear where you're coming from. I mean, being social and sharing locations and i was going to ask you about that like where you find locations to do the things you do um mm -hmm. but i don't i know a lot of people don't like to share that information so, so i wasn't quite sure how you'd handle that question um no so yeah i started to post a lot of photos on my instagram and i would always get dms or comments of people asking like hey where is this um we'd love to share it on our page can you let us know where it is 
And uh, at the beginning, it, I was okay with it because I wanted people to get out and experience the same type of feeling that I was getting when I was taking these shots. Um, but you had you made a good point there, Brian, about um, wildlife because if you go to visit that spot again, the animals are going to get scared of people, and then you you're never going to experience that same feeling again. Um, but I'm very open. Like if you ask me any spot on my Instagram, like any photos that you'll see, I'll, I'll tell you the exact spot on the graph. Um, just because I want I want other people to experience that, right? That's cool. That's great. That's great. Um, I'm learning so much. I'm not a photographer, so this is a great, <laughs> great, great experience for me. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, Juan, you when you were going out and shooting with these guys, um, a lot of the time you were in auto. When did that transition of you know taking that step and moving into something a little bit more manual, taking full uh, control of the camera. When did that step in, and kind of how did you how did you learn those things? Yeah, I think one of the earliest times I can remember where I basically had to turn the camera into a manual mode was when we started to do a lot of astro. You know, there's no way that you're taking photos of the stars with the camera set up in auto, right? Yeah. Uh, and my friend had the entire setup. He had the star tracker. He had the correct lens for it. He had a really good camera, and he was just getting shots that I never thought would be possible. You know, with Astro, it's like, how, how the heck do you get those shots? Um, or you, or sometimes people think that you need like a super expensive camera in order to do that. And the fact that you can actually just do it with the, with a fairly cheap cam camera is really crazy to me. So yeah, I would say it was around when we would do a lot of Astro that I started to play around with the camera and understand shutter speed, f-stop, the focal length and how all these different parts of the camera make, make a photo or uh, allow you to capture different sceneries, right? So, uh, and, th and the fun part was that with Astro, you got to plan your shots way ahead of time because you can't shoot the stars every single night, right? There's a lot of things that go into play like uh, 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 light pollution, uh, the moon, the light that the moon is reflecting. Um, and I started to learn all these things through my friend. Um, so, so that was I, I would say that that's the one time that I can remember where I started to to feel more of a pro switching my camera to manual. I think Astro is probably one of the most frustrating kinds of photography. Uh, I, <laughs> number two on my list of things I love, my favorite things about photography is you never stop learning. Mm -hmm. You never stop learning. There's always a 40-year path learning ca uh, path on any type of photography. Astro, I think doubles that because it's 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 more than just the settings it's more than just uh knowing where to be and what to shoot but you have to have the right equipment like i know you could do it with very straightforward equipment absolutely the first time i saw a picture of saturn's rings um with the normal camera i was like you could do that but if you have this really good equipment like the nikon let's just say because we're talking nikon the nikon z system with the not bigger a sponsor mount, not a sponsor um, but you're getting better sharpness now on the We edges. wish it was. <laughs> yes. Nikon! <laughs> Cheap point. Let's do that. Um, but, I mean, you need the, the better Z lenses so that you can get sharper edges. You can shoot at wide open apertures without loss of, of sharpness on the corner stars and things like that. So the gear does make a big, big difference in yeah. Astro. But then we talk about the weather. I mean, that is the complete uncontrollable. We have yeah, lives. Exactly. You plan a weekend where you can finally get away and get up to Algonquin Park. You get up there and <laughs> you have rain all weekend. I we mean, cloudy skies. It's so hard to come back with good shots. I've tried for years 
on multiple vacations. Um, I've been up in North Bay on one of my island overnight workshops where we had the northern lights flickering in the skies. And I come home with photos that people look at and they're like, okay, yeah, it's northern lights. But I'm looking at it like, oh, man, if I had a sharper lens and I was able to, you know what I mean? Like all I could think is how soft it is. So have you run into a situation where um, I'm sure you've run into the bad ones, but tell me about a situation where you ran into it. Everything just worked perfectly. Um, I would say with Astro, we've had many, many good times where we've planned it weeks in advance. And we've talked about this is exactly where we're going to shoot. This is a composition that we want to get. Um, and like you were like you were saying, we require a lot of preparation in order to do that. Um, if you're shooting in the winter, for example, or closer to like towards the end end of the winter, I would say April, May, where it's, it's still cold. There were times where I would have to bring three jackets, scarf, hat. Um, so it's things like that that you have to prepare for um, that just make the shot like worthwhile, you know, like you putting all the time and checking the weather app and uh, arranging a car, making sure we have the right equipment. Um, there's There's been times like that. And every time we come back, we're like, this was a great trip. We'll come back, back at eight in the morning, nine in the morning, and we're all dead. And we're like, this was a good trip. No matter what, even if the fuck. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah, it's amazing. That's yeah, awesome. no, and, and and there's obviously been many times where we've driven up to catch the, the Milky Way, the stars, and it's it's cloudy. And my friend is one of those guys that he sees a single cloud in the sky and he's like, no, this is not good. We got to drive back right now. And I'm like, dude, like we drove <laughs> two and a half hours. Like, let's just let's just stay, you know, have a good wow. time. We'll play some music and just let the camera do its thing. We'll just take some shots, maybe turn it into a time lapse even. Um, but yeah, it's just making out of every the best out of every shot every opportunity that's awesome and that's what i love about photography is and you said it yourself who you want to be hang out with you know who you want to be involved with if you go out with the good guys and you go out with people or girls whatever that uh, speak your language so to speak yeah there's no there's yeah, no the best yeah there's no bad day of shooting and that's why i like interacting with other photographers in different fields because i feel like everyone just brings different ideas and different creativity into photography um i don't like to limit myself like I don't, i'm not just going to go shoot with with outdoor photographers or night photographers i'm willing to to work with everyone just because i it allows me to see how much work goes into the different fields you know like i think going out to shoot outdoor outdoor scenes is a lot of work and a lot of preparation but then you talk to a like a portrait shooter and they're looking at the sun precision and the lighting setup so it's it's a it's a skill that requires a lot of work. Yeah, John, you got your first exposure of that the other week. I certainly did. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. Aurora yeah. And, and getting the light right. and uh, Yeah, I was confused as hell. No, I'm still <laughs> confused. Uh, you guys are just twisting shit and moving stuff. And I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> this all looks very expensive. That was my observation. I was like, better not make any sudden movements. Yeah. But um, yeah, I grew up with a friend who was very similar, like Juan was saying. About uh, where he just wanted to capture the homies, you know, like wherever we went, like just take pictures of the friends. And his Facebook page is actually an archive of all the cool times we ever had skateboarding or, mm -hmm. or going to parties and places like that. And like, I love him for that. And every group of friends needs someone like that. So yeah. I think that's, uh, that's really cool. That That's I where agree. you be began and, and how you ended up here. So very cool. Every group of friends definitely needs an archivist. 
archivist. Yes, there yeah, you go. You know, somebody just that can capture those moments and and I don't know about you guys, but my memory isn't what it used to be. And <laughs> me, half, me of those, either, half of those good moments that I was out there, I, God, I wish I had a, a good camera or something to take pictures. You know what? Shout I'm out Jared Reyes. I have a friend who who uh, who's who always comes with us, and he's he's not into um, or he's he's not into photography, like getting there and getting the shot. He's actually capturing the entire scene, but he's always capturing it in film. And it's fun wow. because he'll get it developed weeks later, and then he'll show us the photos and be like, "Holy crap! Like I remember that, or like those are good times." So, and even nowadays, like my me and my girlfriend just buy those. Um, the Polaroid cameras, like the, uh, the nice. phone cameras, and we'll take shots, but then we'll talk about how we want to develop it like months later, just so mm -hmm. we can like, relive that again, right? Yeah, I got, my buddy has a bunch of, um, he used to use disposable cameras, disposable yeah, phone cameras, yeah, and he would shoot a bunch of these parties. And every time somebody goes into his house now, any new person, he will push a box in front of them and be like, please look at all my photos. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it's 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 pretty awesome yeah you have you have to have someone like that i'm uh i'm advocating for that that's where i'm putting my have you guys heard of uh paper shoot nope paper shoot yes. is a new a new camera sorry that um i'm gonna do a quick screen share here yeah and it's a digital version of a disposable camera hmm. so this is something that i've actually done an affiliate for so this is an affiliate thing by the way um I'm not telling people to go out and buy it, but I'm just saying they're cool little cameras and they run on two AAA batteries. They're all these different looks. There's a retro look and there's all kinds of funky different looks. Wow. And it only lets you take so many pictures at a time and you can offload them. And they're, it's very basic. There's no um, fancy extra lenses you have to add. It's basically like a disposable camera, but it's digital. So cool. I thought I that was cool about this, these cameras is that the viewfinder is actually just a plain open box that you're looking at. The actual scene you know there's no yeah. settings to play around with you're actually just looking at what's in front of you yeah so there's no glass no. Through it. you could just point the camera at it and know that you're taking your shots exactly and, and i think that's one of the big disconnects that that i've noticed uh, i was asking customers all the time why do you shoot disposable cameras well, like what's the big trend and the best answer i've gotten is because it keeps you in the moment you know you grab your cell phone there's five yeah. notifications you spend 10 minutes just going through notifications before you're back taking a picture of your friends so yeah, I love that idea of disconnecting from it. I'm still not a film fan. I cannot shoot film. I don't understand. I don't want to. You know what I mean? I don't think I need to. I want to go and shoot wrestling and take 1,300 photos. But that's me. Whatever. If I were to use digital, thousands on film. I want one of these paper shoot things. That's gonna be fun. I completely missed out on Kempenfest there. Oh, bless you, Aurora. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out on Kempenfest. Kempenfest was aw um, awesome, I hear, because I missed out on it, too. Ah, oh, no way. Yeah. Speaking of wrestling. Shelly went. Ah, right on. Yeah, she still enjoyed it. And she had to do the sound for wrestling, so. Sorry, but I digress. Back to you. <laughs> yeah, um, so I actually wanted to get into, because uh, I mentioned at the beginning of this, that one, uh, you are a Nikon ambassador. Um, and I just want to kind of, for anybody who is kind of curious, how, how did that whole process, how did that work come out? how did, how did it happen? Right. Um, so at the beginning I used to take photos just for me. Um, and then I would just set them up as my wallpaper and my phone display. But later on when Instagram became a thing, I started to just upload my photos online and 
I started to use hashtags. I started to tag the people that were in the photos, the brands that I started to shoot that I was uh, working with. Um, and then I would always just tag Nikon on all the photos that I took because at that time I had the, the D5300. Later on, I got the Z6. So I used to just tag them on every photo that I took with them with the Nikon camera. Um, and then they started to do a lot of this, uh, Facebook videos. And it, it was like a weekly thing. And then I just started engaging with their content because it, it was very motivational. It was uh, very inspiring, the, the people that they were putting on these episodes. Um, and then they just reached out one day and they said that they had checked out my profile and they liked my work. And they said they wanted to collaborate on future projects with me. So um, so that's, that's how it came about. Um, they've started sending me some gear for me to test out, which is really fun. Wow. Um, that is really cool. Damn. I can, I can borrow a lot of the, of the latest gear too, which is, is always cool, but I'm always tempted to get it right after it's expensive though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Thank no, it's, it's fun. Media, and, and having the contract with Nikon has really pushed me to, to be more creative. I think, because if I, I, to be, to be honest with you, if I don't think if I would have gotten this contract, I, I don't think I would have continued with photography, oh. but um what so did it give you validation did it be like exactly. well they think I mean, i'm good so exactly i'm just and looking back at the photos when they reached out to me like i'll compare the photos to what they are now and i'm be like holy crap like i did not know what i was doing back then um so that so goes a just, long way to just say sorry to cut off cut you off but that goes a long way to say how much encouragement can mean to an artist for sure yeah. You know, there's so many artists out there who have the talent and the skill and the ability and they don't get encouragement or they get the wrong, like the dis discouragement from the wrong people. And it just totally stops that entire career path. So good on you for right. talking and, and my dad was always one of this, those critics because I guess he's not, a, he's not a professional shooter, but he had a camera for a long time. So I would show him the photos and be like, oh, have you tried this? Have you thought about this? And it was like, I'm showing you because I'm proud of my photos. Not because I'm, I want that kind of feedback, but um, no, I think I think it's always Shut up, Dad. negative Come and on. positive feedback. Is that <laughs> Sorry, what is it? I said, "Shut up, Dad! Come on, <laughs> what are you doing to me?" Yeah, but it, I, like I was saying, I think it's good to have both negative and positive feedback because sure. it it forces you to to be better at your own art, right? At your own skill. Yeah, constructive um, criticism is always good, depending on no matter what you're doing, you know, and then like, you know, I'm sure you've received constructive criticism in your day. Now look at what the hell you're shooting. Brian just brought up your your page there. Holy shit. Yeah. Wild yeah. stuff. Bring that back up because it's you bring that awesome. back up. Oof, boy. <laughs> yeah. So this was this was uh, in Quebec. We did a trip with my friend uh, this uh, past September and it was a multi-day trip. We were like, let's just go capture the... Uh, the hills over there and uh see what see what we can find and it was just incredible we're actually planning a trip to vermont um in the fall this year. beautiful uh, <laughs> i love vermont for those who don't know i served all my high school years in vermont so you gotta um, tell me all those hidden spots that you know dude i was it was 1989 that i left vermont uh, as soon as i graduated the day after i graduated high school Right back to Canada. Thank you very much. Mm. But uh, no, if that was going to go anywhere in the United States of America, absolutely Vermont would be the place. It's uh, love it. We got to talk to you about the planning because we've. It's only been talked right now, but no, nothing, uh, nothing has been said. Oh yeah, I've got some good spots. Yeah, 
if they're still good, I don't know. I mean, this is a couple <clears throat> decades ago. So I mean, from what I've seen on Instagram, the place looks beautiful, even all year round. Uh, right? Yeah, Probably it's too- incredible. The minute you cross into the uh, across the border from like New York or Massachusetts or whatever into Vermont, there's a difference because in the states, all the um, the tourism pays for the road care and all that kind of stuff. And Vermont's tourism is through the roof. So mm. the roads that they have paved are great. And there's beautiful driving roads and there's like rivers beside all the roads. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Love it. Is Vermont I'm, like a wine country? Is it like a wine no. place? Wine, wineries? Ski mountains. Like Ski mountains. Okay. I'm thinking the wrong place. Yeah. yeah not, not well versed in my States. <laughs> <laughs> the niagara region maybe that's uh New York. Oh, there you go yeah yeah but i think yeah but yeah i think we're gonna be driving there which is gonna be fun because we're gonna be driving through a lot of uh cool sceneries and we're gonna be making a couple stops when you cross the border just make sure that uh you're wearing your shoes and you're not hopped up on wake-up pills because i that's the last time when I went to Vermont <laughs> on my very own story. Information. Yeah. <laughs> it was straight from work. I closed the store at like nine o'clock and I drove straight from there to uh, to Vermont and nonstop in my little CRX. And by the time I got to the border, I was so tired. I was jacked up on wake up pills. I had my shoes off. I had my shoes propped against the gas pedal just so that I could keep on driving. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Wow. Don't do that. Don't no, yeah, no, no like, self-driving. Right? No, no self-driving. It's, it's, I guess that's like the earliest version of a self-driving car. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long straight highway. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, we've had some pretty bad nights too with my friends because we'll, sometimes we'll leave like six in the morning here to go to Algonquin, do a hike during the day. And then at night we'll shoot the stars and then we'll make the drive in the morning. And it's been rough sometimes. I bet. Like, like I almost got into an accident, like a serious accident, a block away from my house because I just closed my eyes for a sec and I jumped and I was like, "Holy crap!" That's fucking I gotta, terrifying. I gotta look at myself right now. Yeah. It's very what scary. We, what we actually do is like we'll buy some Red Bulls before. Well, our there trip, you go. And like, this is what we need exactly for when we're driving back. <laughs> you have it all measured out. Okay, <laughs> one thirty in the morning. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it, man. Like, I, if I don't get my eight hours, I'm a nightmare to be around. I couldn't do it. <laughs> No, I, and the next day when we come back, it's all just rest day. You know, we don't plan anything for the day we arrive because we know we're just going to be sleeping all day. That's smart. That's smart. That is smart. Yeah. Have there been any like defined moments that you can say this? I mean, I guess we were just talking about when you got your Nikon ambassadorship, but other moments that influenced, yes, I'm on the right track. I, I'm doing photography. This is what I want to do. Um. Yeah. So the contract definitely, like I was saying, helped me a lot. Um, I would say something that, that also allowed me to, to get closer to photography, like the, to the hobby and to the skill was when I, so I traveled last year to Banff for an entire month. And I told myself I was going to do photography for the entire month and focus just on that. Actually, it was a solo trip because sometimes I know bringing a friend, uh, I'm the type of person that has to be up at six in the morning to catch the morning light, the sunrise, the sunset. So Bravo. if I brought friends, they might sleep in, they might be tired late in the day. So if I go by myself, I, I, I can arrange my own schedule. How are you so young and you already know not to trust other people? How did that happen? <laughs> you are just wise beyond It's a valuable years. lesson to learn early it's on. So, no, we had a big group of people that were planning on going. They're all like, set, let's go, let's go. And then a couple of weeks come and they're like, oh, I got stuff to do. And I'm like, oh, shoot. And I thought about canceling my trip. I was like, you know, it's not going to be fun without friends. But my girlfriend encouraged me. She's like, no, just go have some fun. And then I'll even meet you there uh, for the last two weeks or the last week. Um, so that was fun. But 
during when I when I went, I told myself that I had I want to be more creative in different fields in product photography. That's something that I wanted to to learn about. So what I ended up doing is I actually reached out to a couple companies, uh, clothing brands, uh, whatever you can think of, from big brands to smaller brands. Um, I probably talked to 30 different companies, and out of those 30, only two reached out to me, and they said they wanted to send products so that you could try them out and then take some photos out on the field. Um, and even just getting that validation from those two companies out of the 30 that I reached out kind of like allowed me to um, to, to ex learn about a, a different field of photography that I had never done. You know, I, I've done a lot of outdoor landscape, but now it was my turn to do a little bit of product photography. And so how I do love I that. I love that. I mean, me, I think I want to get better at product photography. So I'll just take lots of pictures of products until I'm good at it. And then I'll reach out and, hey, this is what... no, you just like, I want to take pictures of your products, give them to me and I'll make it happen. Like, yeah, and they say that you shouldn't work for free, but um, I was going there for myself. I just thought photo product photography would be like a nod on to, to my trip. So mm -hmm. I said, you know what, send me the product for free. And then if you like what you see, then we'll talk about um, maybe another contract later on. So it was, it was fun and challenging because most of the shots, so actually I, one of the products was a backpack um, and I did not have a model with me and I just didn't want to place the bag on the ground and take some photos of it. So there were days where I, like I would spend the entire day Oh, there's my dog. Um, <laughs> no, I would have to put on the backpack and then set up the camera a few feet away in front of everyone. So it was a little bit awkward for me. Um, and then just tell the camera to take a couple shots every couple of seconds or whatever. So I would have to pose, move around, look in different ways. Um, and that's, that's again where I learned like how much work goes into other fields. Exactly. That's one of the photos. Actually, okay. these are solid for just you setting the thing up, eh? And it, it, it might look like someone else took the photos, but it kind was standing different ways. I even had the camera like up here, and I was like, "Let me show a little bit of the the logo, the brand." Um, and it was, I think, I think it worked out really well because I ended up sell, uh, sending them the photos, and they had them up on their front page of their website. And that's PackSafe. Um, They're good bags. PackSafe, yeah. They, they got the metal mesh all woven through the whole bag, so you can't cut the straps. Yeah. It was super cool. So, um, so yeah, it was. It was also at this point where I realized that this is really what I wanted to do, and um, I just wanted to be creative and create content and just get out and explore the world. That's awesome. Good for you. Are there any other fields of photography you wanted to get into, like event or anything like that? Like, you know, Brian shoots wrestling, mm -hmm. like photo, like uh, show photography, like concerts <laughs> or whatever. I think wrestling would be really fun. That's something that I would have to. I, I don't feel comfortable in order for me to just go into the field and start shooting right away. It was something that I'd have to play around with the settings quite a bit, I think. And with the lighting, I know Brian likes to set up his different lights around the the uh, the event. Um, I, know a guy, I know a guy that could help you get in, into that. If you, if you <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but that's one of the reasons why I decided to become a wedding photographer and I'm doing that full time now is because I wanted to move on and explore a different field and kind of put, I like to put myself in situations that are, are challenging. You know, I don't like to feel comfortable and stay still in one spot. Um, and I remember telling my friends, like, and even my girlfriend, I was like, I'm never going to do portrait stuff because it's just difficult to work with clients. Um, I don't know how to pose them. I don't understand lighting. Um, so I've had to learn all that from scratch. I would say moving into wedding photography and portrait stuff. I've had to pick up different lenses, 
uh, different gear, flash. I never used to flash before. Um, so so it's it's fun. I, I, I really enjoy this field. Cool. That's awesome. Would you say you have any like um, people that you like creators or photographers or videographers that you kind of like aspire to be like? And who would um, those people be? So, I mean, I, I really look up to all the Nikon ambassadors as well. Um, the Nikon Canada, at least. They're, they, the work that they do is is really top top notch. And the fact that Nikon has gathered a lot of different creators in different fields, wedding, uh, portrait, landscape. Um, and, and they're really knowledgeable in, in all that. So that's, some, that's somewhere that I want to be uh, later on in life. Um, there's a lot of YouTubers that I like to watch nature stuff and outdoors. Even um, Woodland. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Woodland photography. I actually have a photo here that I took, and I was really proud of this one. Um, wow. It's just, it's just some trees. Are you guys able to see that? I'm trying to, like, block the reflection of the of myself. Tilted forward a bit? No, no wrong. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Back right. a little bit better. That's sick. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Woodland, so much depth to that. I would say something that... It's not for everyone, um, and I've I've I actually printed this photo larger and I put it up on my room. My microphone's like, no, that's I don't like that. Like, there's no reason for just trees. Um, but woodland is one of those fields <laughs> that that's also very challenging. You know, like you might think that oh, these are just trees or this is just fog or this is just a um, a wood scenery, but it's actually very challenging. You know, there's a lot of things that go into play when 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 you get into that. Um, so, so uh, there's a lot of YouTubers that I've learned from about from from online, um, and that's why I like to explore different fields because everyone just has such a creative mind, and the way they speak about these different subjects that you never would have thought about. Um, I just get inspired by so many creators online. That's awesome. Cool. Um, you said woodland photography. I didn't quite know what you were getting at. Have you ever tried intentional camera movement photography? ICM. Um, so I'm going to share a screen quickly. And uh, when I think of woodland photography, I'm thinking kind of stuff like this. What the hell? Where you have, you know, the camera with slight yeah. movement up and down with a slow shutter speed. And it's woodland photography, but it, it's it's intentional camera movement with a slow shutter speed that gives like a completely different drama to the shot. Yeah. And that stuff is beautiful to me. Like, I'll sh Am I able to share my screen as well? I want to show yeah. you. That stuff was insane. I've never even seen anything like that. I know. Before. To do it well is not easy. I've, I might I've have shared a it. photo on Tumblr back in the day that looked like that. But, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it always looks like I've had a seizure when I've tried to do it. So it doesn't quite so, work. Um, are you guys able to see my screen here? Hang on one sec. If you hit share there at the bottom and share the window. Oh, I see. Share, yep. There we go. So this is a very famous shot, and it's exactly what you're talking about, Brian, where the camera's on a tripod, and then you just mm. slide it down, so it creates like that. Uh, there you go, 20-second wow. exposure. Hey, that's a D7100. That's what I've got right here. Wow. That's, Whoa. That's, Whoa. Nice. Yeah, that's another point to make. Um, you mentioned it earlier when you're talking about using your D5300 and the Schwartz over here is a 10-year-old camera that is still my daily shooter. Uh, older cameras are amazing 
film cameras are amazing. Yeah. Having the desire and the mindset to just make an image. Uh, another one of my favorite things. Um, where is it here? My favorite thing, number three, if you can think it, you can do it. Um, in photography, mm -hmm. if you can visualize a certain kind of image and you understand how settings work, you can create that image with light and time. And I just think that's one of the coolest things. Uh, what do you think is the coolest thing about a camera? What's the coolest thing? Um, well, I mean, to be to be honest with you, I don't know exactly how a camera works. Like, I, I wish I could understand the entire sensor stuff and this and that. Um, but the coolest thing about the camera is the fact that you can just change lenses. You know, you can go from really wide to macro to super telephoto. Um, I, I, I always thought, and I joke with my friends that I'm like, I wish there was a lens that was like a 14 millimeter to 600 uh, <laughs> <laughs> <or> 1.8. <laughs> I've joked about this. I think even on the show here, the perfect lens is like a, a 14 to 700 millimeter f1.4 <laughs> macro <laughs> with uh, and built in nd filter and yeah i know and it would probably be Portuguese the size of the room right that you're in yes exactly fifty thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah you completely lost me everything you just said there with that lens i'm like sorry oh, <laughs> <laughs> beg your pardon is there a cream for that yeah I know. <laughs> had one but the wheels fell off <laughs> No, yeah, but I mean, like cameras to me have always been something like out of this world. The fact that you're able to freeze a moment. And I I've, I read this book once about the early days of photography, and it was like about just capturing the moment and how much it's able to speak. Um, one of the reasons that I also got into wedding stuff is because I'm able to like capture, and I have this on my website, I'm able to capture memories for a, li for a lifetime, right? Like you're, you're capturing this moment that someone's going to look back one day and be like this is a day i fell in love this is a day that um you know i that this guy broke my heart but it's all it's all meaning very meaningful to someone right yeah absolutely yeah yeah rory you were part of one of those experiences recently yeah yeah on um on the, Saturday. The, this guy broke my heart experience no 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 not quite no the love one okay the good one yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good one uh no so i uh on saturday i was uh basically assisting my friend who's also a photographer um and uh she is actually uh the brother of uh of the guy that we were taking pictures of the guy that we were taking pictures of essentially went to the a sunflower seal, uh, field and uh, he decided he was going to propose to his girlfriend um, in the sunflower field. So it was a, a really amazing moment, a beautiful time of day, like, you know, not quite sunset, but just before sunset with the sunflowers and just like the light coming mm, behind perfect. them. And, and it was just such a beautiful moment. And, uh, Wow. It's to, the fact that we're able to capture these kind of moments for people so that they can always look back on it, um, you know, it's 15, 20, yeah. 30 years later is, is really incredible. When they had hair, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That actually takes me back two weekends ago. I was shooting my first wedding and uh, I was shooting the bride walking down the aisle. And for a second in my mind, I was like, like this moment is beautiful. And I actually kind of put my camera down. I still like just admire it. 
I was like, oh, like this is such a perfect moment. And then I got it back into my head. I was like, I'm, I'm doing a job here. Yeah, I'm getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would fail at that job, man. I, I'm a crier. I, yeah, I, no, I, I shed a tear. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I once I see that dad watching the daughter walk down oh, the aisle, I'm like, no, yeah. I'm done. I'm yeah, dead. I'm Forget about me, dude. Take my, take it. I don't care. For me, it's always the, like the look of the the guy. Oh who's yeah. Looking at his wife. Like that, yeah, that shot always, <laughs> always gets me too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. For me, um, it's always the fear of getting yelled at if I make bad photos, but that's why I don't do those things. So. <laughs> Rob, yeah. Bravo um, to any wedding photographer though. Wow. The stuff yeah, you no, must deal absolutely. with. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Juan, I'm going to lend this to you. I'm going to bring this to the store. This is Ansel Adams, the camera. You say you don't fully know how cameras work or whatever. Um, this is a book that was made a long time ago, but is so relevant today. I'm going to lend this to you and uh, see if that helps Great. you. Thank all. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I, I, I even have a film camera in my shelf. Uh, I don't even know what brand it is, but I've always told myself that I want to learn how to use it because that's truly the, the only way that you learn about photography, right? Like the camera nowadays will take care of the lighting situation. You just tell it what shot you want to get and the camera takes care of it. But later, but back in the day, you had to control the shutter speed and the aperture and everything manual. Um, so so one day I'm going to pick up the camera again and buy some film once it's in stock. <laughs> once it's in stock. No kidding. Um, one of the other things you said was you don't like to feel comfortable. You kind of reiterated that twice. You don't like to feel comfortable and you're always trying to challenge yourself, put yourself in a situation that's not comfortable. Right. Um, so many people are the opposite of that, myself included. Like I just kind of alluded to, I don't like the fear of pissing somebody off. Um, how is that a, a thing? Like what gave you this fearlessness to, to be okay with that? What about your personality is just okay um, with that? I just realized that, I mean, I, I always consider myself a bit of an introvert. But I realized that the more I hid under my shell, the less opportunity I was going to have uh, to take those dreamy shots that I've always uh, that I've always wanted to take. Right. Uh, me and my girlfriend just came with this, the motto, uh, which is no fear. We're both in the process of starting our own company. She's a makeup wow. artist. Um, and every time we feel fear. It's like, remember, no fear, no fear. And we'll bump fists. It's like, no fear. We got this. Power couple. Look at that, yeah. dude. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So for me, it's it became about not wanting to miss a shot and just getting out there. You know, I um, at the beginning, I was just going out by myself, taking shots here and there. But once I started to connect with people and they showed me what was possible and I was like, I want to be, be able to take those shots. And the only way is if you collaborate with people and you just share ideas and learn, um, you're able to share these teachings. And um, so, so that's, 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 that's what matters to me. Awesome, man. Awesome. That's great. I'm glad we've had this chat. Yeah. I'm yeah. Glad. yeah me too. Even, even like I was telling you with the trip to la uh, last year, I, it was something that went into planning for months with my friends and they all bailed last minute. But at the last second, I was like, I, I, I have everything booked. I have the Airbnb. I have the flight. I'm not just going to cancel everything and stay home and be a bum. Right. Um, and that, that trip kind of changed my life because that's where I realized that this is really what I wanted to do. And um, I always thought about, you know, just leaving Canada, going to Europe to take photos, going to Asia, but then going to Alberta and seeing how much, beautiful land we have in canada is mm -hmm. just incredible you know i've we we've, we've talked so many times with my friends that um again we we, we want we want to explore different fields 
different sceneries, but why not explore even what's in your own backyard? And backyard, not just in home, like in Newmarket, but also in Toronto, go out uh, up north a couple of hours. You know, there's just things to explore. Yeah, there's so much to see just in Ontario, but coast to coast in Canada, there's literally everything from right. uh, rainforest to desert to jungles to uh, you name it, cities to prairies to ugh, mm-hmm. tornado territory to, I mean, yeah. you name it, whales. I mean, ugh, I just love Canada so much. And there's just so much to shoot as a photographer to have that kind of mindset that you can just, you know, go coast to coast even. Something that I have in my bucket list is to make the drive to BC one day. Um, nice. So it'll, it'll, I know it'll take maybe two weeks or so, but I think it, it'll be a challenge putting myself again in an uncomfortable position and figuring out I'm, I'm definitely going to go through challenges and difficult, difficult situations. But um, I feel like we learn a, a lot about ourselves through putting ourselves through those difficult times. Right. I could totally definitely. see you like making yourself a little tiny home or an RV and just like <laughs> packing it up to go coast to coast with your camera and your girlfriend. Yeah, that's why I'm saving every penny from work. I'm like, that's awesome. I gotta have a, my own van travel van. Aurora, give him more hours. yeah if we haven't uh mentioned this already juan works with us at uh, henry's and in newmarket so uh he works part-time and yeah if you want henry's (laughs) yeah that's what i want to know what made me um (laughs) there was a job opening your manager's (laughs) on this call by the way It's so funny. My brother was the one who actually showed me that that you guys were hiring. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to get into the retail. Um, It is not going to be fun. That's what I used to tell myself. And then I get into into retail and working with you guys and work, not us as employees, but just the people that are coming in. It's just so inspiring. And I could spend like so long with, with with the people that come in, like just hearing their stories and their adventures is, is so much fun. And I've actually... Um, so I, 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 I believe that what you put into the world is what you get back. So I started to tell everyone that I do a lot of wedding stuff and that I want to get into portrait. And we had this lady come in once and she was picking up a a lens, a 35 millimeter lens. And we just started to talk about what she does and then what I do. Um, and then weeks later, like even up to this day, um, we're, we're meeting constantly to go over the photos that I've taken on my weddings and my portraits. And she's become kind of like my mentor. Oh, right. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so again, it's great to, to, to connect with the community and just everyone that comes in because you don't know who's, who wants to share their, their passion and their so true. Yeah, And, and a, a camera store doesn't have to be Henry's, but a, a camera store is a great place for building a community and uh, gaining little bits of experience here and there and finding out stuff about products that maybe you weren't familiar with that could help yeah. you. Exactly, Not, exactly. You're a good addition to the I, team. I will say that. I thought I knew about photography going into my first day, and then I get in, and there's lighting, there's lenses, everything and anything you can think of to, to start a movie. And it's, it's yeah, different. yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so we're getting to the end of our uh, show now. Uh, but before we jump into our last three questions, uh, Brian, John, do you have anything for Juan? John? Yeah, yeah, I do, actually. So did you say you shot video, Juan? Um, video is something that I want to get into. I don't nice. have much experience. Um, but from what I see online, a lot of... Um, 
people are not even hiring wedding photographers nowadays from what i've seen and oh, wow. they want to capture more video so that's something that i know i have to learn one day yeah cool uh, right on. you got you have to do both these days unless you have a videographer on staff so to speak that can shoot I with see. you yeah. yeah in the very least reels offering reels exactly i think reels. how like how like how vastly i guess i don't know it's probably a dumb question but like how vastly different would learning video be from shooting photo like like a photo itself like i don't know like what goes into that kind of training um well They're very different I, I feel like the, the the programs that you would be using to edit the um, the content is very different i see okay yeah with, i guess with photos it's it's i would say it's a little bit easier because you take a photo and it's meaningful on its own but with video you have to tell a story through multiple shots moving shots right yeah um, like rather than putting something in the lightroom you have to spoon yeah. feed the story with video with <laughs> photo the the story is interpreted the story can be um you know up to the viewer right where yeah. with video you have to literally spoon feed the entire story and if any of the little things like audio isn't right the lighting isn't right the the video quality flickers uh, it detracts mm -hmm. from the professionalism and so on. So to do professional videography at a high level, I think is way harder, way, mm -hmm. way, way harder than doing professional photography. at a high It level. sounds mm -hmm. like it. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you guys got what I meant. I poorly phrased that question, but yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> no, that's, I, I feel like I want to perfect, like, call, I mean, I, I don't want to call myself, a, a, uh, like, I don't want to say that I'm perfect at wedding photography one day. But when I feel comfortable enough to to, to step into video, um, that's that's just, that's the next step that I want to take. Nice. Very when cool. Comfortable with photo, then it's like the next step is moving into video. Awesome. Awesome. Um, any more questions from y'all? <laughs> nope, I'm good. I'm clear. Thanks for coming right. on, Juan. Yeah. No, cool. Um, yeah, uh, Juan. I do have one more question before we get into our last three. Um, is there any creative field that you want to try that you haven't tried? Uh, creative field. What, what are some examples? Glass blowing? Like, like outside, blowing. <laughs> out, outside of photography and video, videography, right? Like in, in a totally different world of creativity, I guess. Fixing typewriters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that's a reference to the Danny Proctor uh, episode. Yes, uh, that was last week's episode. Strangest hobbies, man. The week before last. <laughs> yeah, the week before last. Yeah. I think something that I'd, I'd want to be, I wish I could be good at, was painting, cool. um, drawing. My dad is is a great artist, and I always thought, you know, I just my dad will pass it on to me, and I'll go to draw a person, and it always ends up being a stick person. <laughs> you know, we've i went through that torment and i just hate myself like i just say i wish i could be an artist one day um actually what we've been doing with my girlfriend is when we go out on hikes we bring a uh, a canvas with paint and oh, we'll sit awesome. on the rock and then just paint the scenery i, I might actually have a uh, painting here that i'll show you guys yeah do that cool. that's awesome He's going to bring it I... out and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Or we're going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it. It's not just me painting it. It's two people painting it at once. Oh, so this was out in uh, Muskoka. Oh. Wow. So we were sitting on the rock here and then there were some trees on the, the mid ground and then like uh, water and the island in the background. 
Oh, that's a great job, man. Absolutely awesome. better than anything I could ever make. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, <same> uh, <laughs> no, and, and we were happy. Like, we spent a good afternoon painting that. And uh, the coolest it, thing it, is the two of you did it together. Yeah, yeah that's so that's cool. The cool. You guys have similar interests like that, which is so, yeah. so cool that you both do that. And, and even while like, painting, we would be like, oh, no, I don't like, have you painted the trees? And she's like, no, I don't think it's that way. And I was like, okay, like, you take over then. but uh no i think i think it worked out all right and i have it here sitting in my living room every time i come into to the kitchen and living room i see it and i'm like these are good memories that me and her have perfect that's awesome that's awesome okay uh so into the last uh three questions so uh first one one um what is your jam what is that favorite song that you always listen to? You never skip past when it comes up on your Spotify playlist that gets you kind of like pumped or inspired or whatever that may be. Def, Lecker, Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me, right? No? <laughs> there are wrong answers, answers Juan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who that is? So, okay, good. So uh, for me, actually, what's interesting is I don't have a favorite artist or song. I, I just listen to whatever's on the radio. Um, and everyone at home hates me because I'll be blasting Turkish music. I'll be blasting Arabic music. Um, recently, I started to get into Turkish music. Um, Interesting. And I don't know the lyrics, but I look up the lyrics and sing them. And I just have a great time. But I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is so out of my depth. Me I would too. like to listen to some Turkish. Is there is there a specific song that you would recommend? A song. Um, so there is. Like. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Kurangbin? Yes, I have actually. Yeah, so they actually just performed in Toronto last week, and I wanted to go. Yeah, my buddy um, went. My photographer buddy went. Is there like some secret photographers club that loves this? Band? <laughs> 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 it's like really well played elevator music. I really like it. And most of it is instrumental, but the way they speak, they speak about where they get their inspiration from, and um, because they have a lot of roots in in, in Thai music, so they have a lot of like different instruments that we wouldn't normally hear in in our culture here. Um, but I just I just love listening to uh, to weird music. That's that's what I would say. That's cool. Um, Trying awesome. good tunes, man. Awesome, awesome, um, and. What is your tool of the trade? So a tool doesn't necessarily need to be a physical thing that you use to create your images. Um, it could be a mental space. It could be, you know, a person. It could be something or someone or a, a frame of mind that inspires you. Um, what is your tool that helps you create and make the images that, that you make? Uh, what keeps me inspired is just, I would say, the outdoors. Um, I just love spending time outside. And it could be the, the rainiest day. It could be the coldest day. Mm -hmm. um, but you always find me outside walking around different conservation areas, um, different woodland scenes. Um, and I just like to get out, clear my, my mind, and get inspiration and just combine all those ideas that I've had built up and just see what I can come up with. And then I'll come back home, write all my ideas down, and then work from there. Cool. That's awesome. Outside, especially the fact that we do live in such a inspirational landscape. Yep. You know, I mean, 
you don't have to go to BC to have an inspirational landscape. There's so many cool places to to draw that from. I, Shelly and I do the same thing. Uh, anytime we can go outside or go for a drive, heals the soul immediately. And and I don't know if you guys have uh, have dogs that you, you take on walks, but one of the reasons I always tell myself, "Oh, Hobbs has to go for a walk," and then I'll just force myself to go out, and that way he he go, he gets some exercise, and then I draw inspiration from the outdoors. What kind of dog so, is Hobbs? He's a poodle mix. I think he he was actually just down here. Hey, Hobbs. He's a shy guy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's funny because my, my mom and brother, they're the ones who really wanted a dog. And then I was like, no, it's going to cost so much money, so much time, uh, vaccinations, this and that. And then the dog is like the one that's like me and him are like best pals. <laughs> Isn't that always the case, though? It's yeah. like it's like the dad's like, I don't want a cat. And then suddenly it's 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 his favorite yeah. pet. Inseparable. Yeah. Inseparable. Inseparable. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll always be the one, hey, Hobbs has to go for a walk. Okay, I'll take him. I'll take him. I'll take him. Perfect. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, and the very last question, which you may already know, um, is uh, each week we ask our guests uh, that come on the show uh, to issue a challenge uh, to our listeners and to our viewers so that they can try in the next week. So, what would you challenge our viewers or listeners uh, to try out this week? I challenge everyone to do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I'm oh. dead. Yeah, no, not going to work for me. <laughs> I won't be in the hospital. Be as no, a mean, metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, a backflip is something that I actually do want to learn. But uh, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna challenge anyone. I'm not gonna get anyone hurt. What he really I, is I, fearless. I guess <laughs> yeah. I would say is to uh, just spend a lot more time outdoors. You know, um, put the Netflix down, put the computer down, put the Netflix down. I know we're all addicted to that, but really get into your head of how important it is to, to go outside and get some fresh air. And um, when you're going out, don't just look in front of you, but look up. Um, I feel like a lot of times, and there's been some great shots where I've taken just because I remind myself to look up at the trees, at the sky, at the clouds. Um, so I just challenge everyone to, when they go out, to not just have eye level, but look everywhere around you. That's that's my challenge for everyone. I like that. Right on. I'm with that. I can do that. When I do my Algonquin trips or any of those trips, one of the challenges I issue is to look behind you. Mm -hmm. same concept you know you're paying so much attention to this you forget yeah. to see all this that's, that's true you just never know and that's even that's for people who are in photography and people who aren't um for me it's it's the outdoors that inspires me to to shoot more photos but i know in many other fields people might get inspired from just going out and getting some fresh air and seeing what's in their environment totally awesome that's awesome all right. Uh, thank you again, Juan, for coming on the show. It's been really great getting to know you uh, more and um, of your accomplishments and a little bit of your uh, backstory. So uh, thanks again for being on. And we thank won't you. use this against you at work. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> much thanks, Juan. No, yeah. thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Awesome, dude. All right. Um, so I just want to say to everybody who is uh, listening to uh, like, follow, share with anybody you um, 
you know, think would enjoy our, our show. Um, and one, where can people follow you and, uh, you know, uh, take a look at your work? So everyone can find me on Instagram at Juan Rojas Pais. So it's J-U-A-N-R-O-J-A-S-P-A-E-Z. Awesome. Awesome. And then and if, you click, if you click on my bio, bio you might actually see some uh, YouTube. I'm working on YouTube right now. Nice. So cool. Stay tuned for that. And cool. you have a website as well. We didn't uh, bring that up earlier. But, yeah, uh, so I, I, I only, only have a wedding website. Um, mm -hmm. But if you guys want to check my work out there, it's uh, J-U-A-N-R-O-J-A-S photography.com. Awesome. Oh, there you go. Hey. Brian brought it up there. That's it. Yeah. Great portfolio. Awesome looking website. You've got a good eye. You've got a really good eye. Yeah. I design. So my background is originally in uh, in web design and programming. So oh, I. Cool. That's that's another challenge that I put on to myself to design my own website and. Uh, bada bing, bada boom, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on, and uh, uh, I really enjoyed having this chat with you. Um, thanks, Brian and John, for uh, being on the show as well, and uh, I hope everybody has a great night. Awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, Juan. Bye, Thank guys. You. Good night. Yeah.